Welcome along to the very first episode of the Elite Trigger Podcast. I'm David Lovell, joined by Stuart Eddington. Stuart, how's it going? Yeah, no bad things. It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while since we did the last uh, podcast, which we won't name. Uh, because I don't want people to Google it and find it, and I'm joking. Uh, we did a podcast called The uh, Lunatic Whinge, but we've left that behind, and we're now going to uh, focus primarily on AEW, uh, but it won't be strictly all about AEW. We will do occasional WWE talk. Probably not a great deal, to be honest with you, but there will be the occasional talk about WWE and New Japan and anything wrestling related really and maybe just maybe something outside of wrestling you never know uh, but uh, for the first episode we're going to focus on aw grand slam uh, which is coming up uh, well the first night is tonight on dynamite and then friday night rampage is also part of this uh, grand slam event uh, held at the arthur ash stadium there are 11 matches altogether. before we run it run through the uh, matches and sort of predict the winners um of these matches uh stuart i think i can probably guess what the answer is going to be but out of these 11 matches uh which one are you most looking forward to oh yeah good question um i'm probably the same as you kenny omega versus brian Anderson. maybe just scrapes it just really See, I, I was definitely thinking I knew Jay Penelope Ford. I mean, that's, that's, that's the obvious answer, surely. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they're both for different reasons, but both very, very much up there. Let's, um, let's run through the cards then. So tonight, Dynamite, we've got five matches, as I say. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF is the first one listed here. And, um, of course, MJF's coming off uh, defeat at All Out. I think only the second defeat I can recall him having, because obviously he lost to Moxley. Uh, I think the Jericho loss was his second. I can't think of another one. No, maybe maybe a tag match, but not in a singles match. No, definitely not singles. So I kind of feel that MJF will win. I think Brian Pillman Jr. could still have a good performance, but ultimately I don't see him winning. Uh, but I mean... In a match like this, uh, I, I think he can still get over in losing. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, MJF probably won't win clean. He's still with Wardlow. Um, but yeah, given, given the whole um, storyline with Brian Pillman, I think it, it should be like a, a feel-good win, but I reckon it's, it's MJF. He's coming off a loss. Brian's not really doing very much in the minute. So, yeah, I, I think MJF's probably going to win this one. Maybe not clean, but... Unless, of course, they do the Wardlow face turn, which has kind of been teased for a while. Um, or do you think it's too soon to pull the trigger? No pun intended, as it's the, as it's the Elite Trigger podcast, of course. Uh, do you think it's too soon to pull the trigger on uh, Wardlow being a face yeah I, I think with AEW I think it's more long term storytelling so there, there might be you know more hints yeah that... I think we've got to have a few more hints before Wardlow ultimately snaps which he will do at one point and just lay, lay MJF out oh yeah I mean maybe even have full gear you know have MJF have a big match there and then something happen after the match I, I don't know, but I don't, I don't see it being tonight, no. Any chance at all that Griff Garrison turns heel on his partner? I didn't even think of that. Because that's one way of doing it. I mean, I, I don't know where Brian Pillman Jr. Obviously, I don't see him in the tag team going forward. I don't think... I think he's going to be a single star. So you could oh. have something like Griff Garrison being jealous of Pillman, he's getting all his attention, getting this big singles match with MJF, and it's the typical, you know, tag team partner gets jealous and lays out his partner kind of thing. And they might go that route, I don't know. But I, I think MJF, we can both agree MJF's going to win, yeah? Yeah, but you definitely make a good point with Griff. I mean, there's so many tag teams in um, 
in AEW. Like, like there's like three or four tag team matches here. So yeah, yeah that that could definitely be a possibility. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Yeah, the Varsity Blondes, as good as they are, they're never going to be a top, you know, top three or four tag team in AEW when you've got the Bucks and you've got the Lucha Bros and you've got FTR and you've got Jurassic Express. They're always going to be below all those guys. I don't see him ever sort of ascending any higher up the card, but I can see Brian Pillman Jr. being a, a breakout single star. So this could be the beginning of that, possibly. Um, what about Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes? I think Malachi Black has to win this. I think it would be ridiculous if Cody wins. Obviously, Cody's just coming back, and it could play out the same way as, as last year, if you recall... He left to do that TV show and came back and beat Brody in the in the rematch. But it would be crazy for him to beat Malachi Black. Malachi Black has to win this. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think I don't know why Cody's back so soon. He should have been gone for a lot longer. Maybe left it to a full gear to do the rematch. But uh, I I pray <laughs> Brody Rose does not beat Malachi Black because they've got something special with Malachi. Um. You know, he should be undefeated for a while. He should just lay waste to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I don't think it'll be quite as comprehensive as the last match they had. I, I think this might be a little bit more competitive. Yeah, Cody definitely. might get a bit more, especially after the match with Dustin, where I thought Dustin got way too much offence in on, on Malachi Black. They ought to give Cody a little bit more in this match. But yeah, ultimately, Black should definitely get the win. Um... What about Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR? Obviously with Tully Blanchard in their corner. Um, see, I kind of thought FTR probably should win this, but I, I could see Sting and Darby getting the win. I, I'm kind of a little bit torn on this one. It could go either way, but Stuart, how do you see it going? Because mm. you've got Tully. Uh, Tully might you know, might cost Sting and Darby somehow. I don't know. It's uh... Yeah, unless they you know throw a surprise with Sting having someone from, like, you know, WCW come out and help out or, or something. But, uh, yeah, th this this one's tricky. I, I don't know who's going to win. See, like, my head says Sting and Darby because of the faces. You know, Darby Allen's coming off the, the punk loss, and I, I think he's won since then. But Darby's, like, probably the... the is he the biggest... Like, apart from the elite, obviously... Is he the biggest sort of like face they have that's not from WWE at the minute? Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Because uh, obviously Mox was in WWE, um, Punk was in WWE, Danielson. So yeah, I, I definitely say I can't think of anyone bigger than him. So, so. that that's me suggest they win, but FTR probably need, well, need to win. I mean, the tag team champions are the Lucha Bros, and you, you kind of need sort of hot challengers. I, I think them versus FTR is a definite match at some point down the line. Um, so I can think of I can think of arguments for both teams to win, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think FTR probably need it more. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards FTR. And plus, if FTR and MJF both win, um, that gives the pinnacle some sort of bragging rights whatever that means going forward so yeah i could see ftr um getting the win but like i said it could go either way if you had to pick um well you do have to pick so i'm, I'm forcing you who are you <laughs> going to go for to win this final prediction yeah i, I think i'm gonna go sting and derby you know i mean okay we need to win more but I'm, I'm thinking there's some sort of you know babyface shenanigans to to you know counteract tully this, this thing's got that that's my sort of booking prediction but I'd, I'd probably be wrong but if I was to pick a, a winner it'd be Sting and Derby what about Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho uh, for the women's title um See, Ruby, uh, Ruby Soho obviously just came in. Do you really want to beat her in her first, not her first match, but her first or really big match? At the same time, do you want to take the belt off Brit either? It's kind of a difficult one. I probably would not have booked this match, to be honest with you, because I wouldn't beat either of them. I wouldn't take the belt off Brit, and I wouldn't put the belt on Ruby either, necessarily. So I kind of feel this is kind of WWE booking in a way, where they put this match together and like, well, how the fuck do we get out of it now? Because I do think it's too soon for Brit to lose the belt. 
Um, I'm kind of torn on this. I don't know. I, I think Brit will retain. Probably thanks to Rebel and maybe thanks to um, what's her face, um, the other Jamie. girl, J uh, J J um, Hater. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie Hater. That's it. Yeah, Jamie Hater. Um, maybe because of those two, I don't know. But I, I see Brit. I don't see Brit losing the belt this 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 soon because she hasn't had it that long, has she? No, I seem like not. Is it is it a hundred days yet, or just just less? I'm not sure because when did she be? When did she win it from uh, Sheeda? It was at the last, not full get, not all out, but the one before that was it double or nothing? That probably sounds about right. Is that when she won it back in May? So she, yeah, she's had it like five months, four or five months. So yeah, I mean, I, I could see Ruby winning it, but no, I'm I'm going to go with Brit. What say you? I'm also going to say Brit. I mean, I, I, I don't think they'd be doing it this soon, to be honest. I thought there'd be more, more sort of build, um, because I, I don't see Brit winning. Although it sounds like a long time, like that, that soon after she won it. Um, yeah, she's she won it a double or nothing. Um, she's had it 115 days. Oh right, so just over 100. Um, but then again, I, I could see Ruby winning because she's so, so new, so fresh, you know. Um, but I, I don't see Brit losing. I see, I see a long, you know, a long heel reign, maybe even her turning face at some point on the line. Hmm. But I don't know. That, 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 that's, a, that's a big call. But no, I, I think I see. More distraction in this match than the Sting and W one. You almost need someone like 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 you were saying with Tully in uh, being in FTR's corner. You also you almost sort of need someone to even the odds here uh, and come out and be in uh, Ruby's corner. I'm not sure who that would be. And but... the, uh, Chris Statlander and Rehab again because they've been teaming a, a fair bit. Mm, yeah, yeah, could be. That's a good shout. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I think if I had to put money on it. I'll probably go with Brit retaining. Yeah, I, I would agree. But again, it could go either way. And then we've got the main event, which this is kind of the one that's been obviously debated the most because it's a difficult one because on the one hand, of course, we're talking about uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. On the one hand, Kenny just lost fairly recently to Christian. So although it's a non-title match, so you could have him lose here and set up a rematch for the title, maybe at full gear. At the same time, you just beat him. You, you just had Christian beat him, so do you really want to do that? But then do you really want to have Danielson lose his first match either? It's, it's a kind of difficult one to know where you go with it. I am going to go, go out on a limb and say, I reckon this could be a draw. They've done a few. Well, they've done at least a couple, haven't they? They, they, they did one with... Um, was it Derby? No, it was... It was Cody and Orange Cassidy, wasn't it? Had a draw. And was there another one? I think there was another one, wasn't there? Didn't Cody and Derby also have a draw? Oh, okay. So, yeah, Cody and Derby and Cody and Orange Cassidy have both had draws. I think... I don't know what the time limit is. Obviously, it's not a title match, so it won't be 60... It should be 20, shouldn't it? Or, sh or I suppose it could be 30, but it should be 20. So I reckon they go to a 20-minute time limit draw. That's my prediction. What do you reckon? Um, Before you mentioned it, you know, I, I don't know when you messaged it, but I was probably going to say Brian Danielson, but then it's not a title match. Um, but it is his first match. But ever since you mentioned about the, the idea of it being a draw, that's what I've seen. Because they, they haven't done a draw in a while that I can remember. Um, no, I mean, I mean, casted. I, I can't remember when the uh, Cody and Orange Cassidy match was, but it must have been. Well, Cody was the champion, wasn't he, at the time? And when did he lose it to Derby? That was nearly a year ago. I can't remember the time frame now, but. Um, I know when he won it from Brody, uh, that was that was almost a year ago. I think he didn't have a t very long reign with it. Did he lose it? To, did he lose it to Derby at Full Gear? 
I want to say. I might be wrong on that. I'll tell you what, let's look it up, shall we? <laughs> let's look it up and see. But I, I think it must have been at least a year ago, nearly, they did that. Um, but yeah, as I looked that up, um, yeah, so I, I, I think, yeah, as you say, it's hard to get that sort of draw idea out of your head, isn't it, once it's in there? Yeah. It's like, because that seems the most logical... Because also it's a TV match. I, I, I wouldn't do it on a pay-per-view. But I no. thought we can kind of get away with it on TV a, bit, a little bit more, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Cody won it from um, Brody Lee on the 7th of October and lost it to Derby on the 7th of November at um, at Full Gear. Yeah, so the match with uh, Orange Cassidy was somewhere between those two dates. It was, it was almost a year ago they did the last draw. And I, I think they could easily do that again. And uh, it can set up a rematch down the road, maybe at full gear. But do you want to see Brian Danielson in the title picture this soon? No, I, I don't know. I don't know what like obsession is with bringing people in and immediately going after the titles. Because there's a whole ranking system, so it makes it obsolete. Well, I, I, I guess you can say the way around it is to have Brian Danielson win. And say, well, Brian Danielson is not ranked, but he 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 beat he beat Kenny Omega in a non-title match. So that's how he gets a title match at the pay per view. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, it should be if you want to make the rankings mean something. That's why Christian was like the number one contender because he was undefeated and he was like number one in the rankings or whatever. And that's how he got the title match. So yeah, you should really make those rankings mean something. But at the same token, if, if Brian Danielson just comes in and beats Omega in a non-title match, then yeah, he absolutely should get a, a title match at a pay-per-view. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can see Brian Danielson winning more than I can see Kenny winning. Uh, I think. Um, but I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a draw. Is that going to be your final oh. prediction as well? I reckon the same as well. Yeah. And I was thinking that they were going to do the um, Suzuki and Archer versus Moxley and Eddie Kingston match on uh, tonight's show. So I thought, oh, that's okay. They can, if anyone's unhappy with the the, the time limit draw, they can send them home, send them home happy with the the tag the tag team match. But because that's happening Friday night, I don't know. I I think probably. Omega Danielson goes on last tonight. I, I I I can't think of a match bigger. Unless you go with the women, I suppose. You could put Brit and Ruby on last. Uh what do you see going last tonight? I probably it depends on the results. I mean But I probably say um going on last. Sorry, you were breaking up a little bit there. Do you say Omega Danielson going last? Yeah, but, but I can see it being either. I think they probably will go last. I mean, if they're doing a... I, I would think if they're doing a time limit draw, it almost has to go on first. Yeah. Uh, but if you put it on first, does that kind of give it away? It's going to be a draw? I don't know. I, I, I think... <sighs> do they run out of time as well? That's another option. Do they run out of time and have to come back Friday for the finish? That's another idea. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, uh, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, uh, but anyway, let's come on to Friday night. So we've got six matches for Friday. Um, we've got um, Super Click, <laughs> Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Christian and Jurassic Express. That should be an absolute belter, I reckon. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing the return of uh, Super Click, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, who do you think comes out on top? I think um, I think you've really got to go with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, haven't you? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely got to be the Super Click because I mean, I mean Adam Cole did beat Frankie Kazarian last week, but he is yeah. still pretty, pretty pretty new. Yeah, and yeah, I mean Christian, he's he's the Impact Champion still, isn't he? And yes. Yeah. Jurassic Express are pretty high in the rankings anyway. So it won't really affect either of them. And I think, yeah. 
I don't think Jungle Boy should get pinned. I think I always, I always think, you know, why are you pinning Jungle Boy when you can pin Luchasaurus? It never makes any sense to me why you keep pinning Jungle Boy all the time. But um, yeah, I think Young Bucks obviously are coming off that big loss to the Lucha Bros. Adam Cole has just come in. So yeah, I, I think it makes more sense for them to go over. Uh, but it doesn't, doesn't really matter. I mean, you could have the baby faces. It could be a, a good solid opener, and you, 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 um, you know, you, you have the baby faces win in in the opener to make everyone you know feel good to get the show underway. But yeah, I, I think it will be. Um, I think it'll be super click uh, getting the win. What about um, the inner circle? Uh, well, Chris Jericho and and Jake Hager of the inner circle versus Men of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I see. Um, I, I don't know because they need Scorpio, they need a win, don't they? they? They they kind of have lost all their big matches so far. They're a bit like two point oh. Yeah, how, you can't really take them seriously that much because they always lose. Since Scorpio left SCU, he's 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 done nothing. Like like they lost to Derby, and that's about it. And also, you know, Dan Lambert's promos have no credibility because you're you're sat there thinking, well, you, you guys always lose, mate. I mean, what are you on about? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of feel that they need to win a lot more than Jericho and Hager. Especially Jericho coming off his win at All Out. Yeah. Yeah, I think Man of the Year get the win here. See, I, I think they should, but I reckon Jericho and Hager will probably win. Yeah, I can see Jericho Hager winning. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the limb and say Man of the Year. That's, that's fair enough. Because I think it's going to be a, quite a babyface-driven uh, winning show, if that makes any sense. Um, because the next match is Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And, uh, yeah, I don't see Hobbs winning that one. So I think Punk wins that. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Hobbs because I think he should be pushed more. I think he's pretty stale in um, in Team Taz. Um yeah, because, I mean, obviously Christian was being built up to face Omega for the title. But when Christian beat Hobbs, I kind of felt, yeah, why would you do that? Because Hobbs is a guy who you could really build. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential. And Christian, to be fair to him, has had his day. I mean, he's still good, but, you know, he's not someone that you want to push, I don't think, at this stage of the game. So I kind of felt that Although Christian was going to have a title match with Omega, why not put someone else in there? Uh, I, I don't see any sense in beating Hobbs. But um, yeah, I think Hobbs will get a big win at some point, but I don't see it being against Punk, because this is Punk's second match. Unless, of course, you know, Team Taz get involved and, and cost him somewhere along the line. Um, I don't know. But um, no, I, I think Punk. I think Punk wins. Yeah, I mean, unless Brian Cage comes out and like helps even the numbers sort of thing, and then faces Hobbs, or you um, get a tag match, you know, Punk and Cage against Hobbs and and uh, Starks at some yeah. point. That could that, that could be a potential as well. I think Punks and Starks probably is going to be the match at full gear. I, d I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I would assume is where it's going. Um, so I think Starks Starks would probably beat Cage. And that'll set him up for a big match with Punk. Yeah, because now isn't... Didn't you say Ricky's now on commentary for Rampage? Yes, he is. Yeah, so he'll, he he in theory should be out there anyway, shouldn't he? Yeah, um, so we can see him down and then Cage coming down. And that, you know... Yeah, that, I can see something like that, yeah. Starks tries yeah. to help Hobbs win... But Cage comes out to sort of. Even, I know Hook's there as well, but let's not really. Let's forget about Hook. So, um, you know, uh, Cage comes down to even the odds kind of thing and um, kind of helps Punk get the victory. That's probably yeah. how it'll probably play. I do out. agree. I do agree with Punk winning. What about um, the Lucha Bros versus Hardy Family? Well, actually, it's the Lucha Bros and Santana and Ortiz versus a Hardy Family Office Private Party. And the butcher and the blade. Um, see, the Hardy family office are always losing. Yeah. So I kind of feel they have to win at some point. But at the same time, the Lucha Bros are the tag team champions. So I don't know if um, if they were going to go with Private Party or the Butcher and the Blade 
versus the Lucha Bros. It, it makes logical sense for one of them to pin the Lucha Bros here to set up a match. But I, I, well, I don't know. Didn't last week, didn't the Butcher and Blade face the Lucha Bros on Rampage? They did, yeah. So we've already seen that match, so I guess it would have to be private party. But I, I, I don't think that will happen. I think um, Lucha Bros and Santana and Ortiz will win. Yeah. I mean, the HFO do nothing for me. I think they're just a bunch of... <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know what to call them, because when it used, they look like a dominant faction, but then they, they never win. Like, Orange beat Matt Hardy, and all I can remember is them losing. Unless they've won on dark, on like dark or dark elevation, so then you've also got the new tag jams as well as Santana and Ortiz, who are like, yeah, I, I don't see those two losing. So I see, I see a babyface win. I also think Santana and Ortiz, obviously coming off very recently coming off a win over FTR. Um, I kind of feel them versus Lucha Bros is an obvious match to do at some point. So yeah. I, I don't know if you start to sort of plant the seeds for that here, but um, no, I, I think um, I think the baby faces win again here. That's why I kind of was leaning towards uh, Scorpio and Ethan winning because I kind of feel that there's going to be babyface wins throughout the entire show here. Um, the next one, Anna J, Penelope Ford. That's where you could give uh, the Hill a win because I don't know Anna J necessarily needs to win that one. Although she only just came back, so unless you want to build her up as a contender for um, for Brit down the road, I don't know. Um, kind of could go either way this one, couldn't it? But I, I, I think I think I'm going to go with Anna J winning. Uh, but what say you? I agree. I think they've given. I think Penelope is more someone they'd put over, as opposed to be like a proper contender, because um, she's really good in the ring. But yeah, Energy just come back from injury. I thought when before she was before she was injured, I thought she was going to be pushed for you know a, a title match at some point, but then obviously got injured. So I, I do see her, like you say, becoming the new number one contender for Brit at some point. Um, but yeah, in, in theory, Anna should win, you know, first match back sort of well, thing. Well, it kind of depends on how the Ruby Soho Brit Baker match goes. I mean, we're, we're, we're assuming that Brit's going to win. There is a chance that Ruby wins, in which case Penelope Ford winning makes sense because then you've got a, a potential challenger for for um for ruby but no i, I think um i think anna jay will win but that's that's another one that could go either way i mean none of these are i wouldn't say any of these matches have necessarily obvious outcomes uh, apart from maybe punk and hobbs which i think is fairly obvious and i think malachi black and cody is an obvious one a lot of the other ones could go either way and that's one that could, could definitely go either way. But what about the um, the main event then, the lights out match, uh, Suzuki and Archer versus Moxley and Kingston? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be mental. I mean, the previous lights out matches have been crazy. So yeah, this match, I have no idea who's gonna go over. <laughs> On the one hand, you know you've got John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, who've you know they're proper big fan favorites. Boys, you've got Suzuki, who came off a loss. To Moxley in um was it two weeks ago now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Moxley and Kingston they wouldn't get hurt if they lost because of well it's not even count on the record sort of thing but I think Suzuki Gun should really win. Um, but I can I can see it going either way. It's gonna be an absolute mental match anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I Because um, obviously this is kind of like a homecoming for Eddie Kingston in some respects. And I kind of felt the way that the Kingston versus Miro match was booked at um, All Out, that they were probably going to build uh, a rematch. And I, I could have seen Kingston beating Miro for the TNT title. And I kind of felt they're missing out on a big moment there by having Eddie Kingston beat Miro for that title. I mean, I, I don't know. I think probably the way it's 
the way it's looking right now is it's probably going to be Sammy versus Miro as the next big TNT title match. But what do you think? Do you think they kind of missed a chance there to sort of crown Eddie here in his sort of hometown sort of thing and have him beat Miro on this show? Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I forgot we discussed this about Eddie. I, I forgot this was, this was in New York. Um, but yeah, I agree, I think. Especially after the performance all out. Yeah, because the all out crowd would have gone absolutely bananas if uh, if Kingston had won that match. They would have gone crazy for it. But imagine how much more crazy they would have gone on this show if Miro had beat, uh, if Miro had lost to, to Eddie. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they, they've kind of finally got Miro in a place where he should have been from day one. I think the way that he was brought in, the whole best friends, um, or yeah, best man, sorry, the best man thing with um, Kip Sabian and the whole game, the video game shit and all that. That was the worst introduction in many ways for Miro. And they're finally doing something good with him now that I kind of don't want to see him lose the title. I'd rather see him keep it a, a little bit longer. But um, yeah, I think Eddie beating him would have been a great moment for sure. But uh, anyway, back to this match. Um, I think, and you probably can guess what I'm going to say because I've been saying that I'm going to go pretty much all babyface wins. But I think yeah. Kingston and uh, Moxie will win this. But where do you go with Moxie now? Because obviously he's not going to be in the title picture. I don't see him in the title picture going forward. So who do you sort of see as being the next sort of big opponent for Moxie? So they're, they're kind of like bringing in these Japanese guys, aren't they? Because they did Kojima, uh, Kojima at um, at All Out. They've, they've, they've done Suzuki. Do they now bring in someone else like a Tanahashi to face Moxie next? I don't know. Well, wasn't that the... The promo he cut after Tanahashi beat Archer. Yeah, um, it was, wasn't it? So that's like an obvious... I could see that maybe at full gear. Could you? Do you see Tanahashi coming to America? I don't know. I don't see why not. Because I thought there'd be more Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe. So you don't think it will happen in AEW? You think it happen in Japan? No, I think given... Tanahashi's status in Japan, I think, probably more likely to happen over there. Yeah, I can see that. But can... then you never know because obviously Suzuki's in AEW and you know no one's would like him. Eh? So it popped the crowd a lot, definitely. Um, I I don't know, just but for AEW, there is a... do they go up the the Lucha Brothers? For the tag titles? What, Eddie and uh, Eddie and Mox against the Lucha Bros? Yeah, but then is that too soon for them to lose? Because they lost to the, the Young Bucks, didn't they? They lost to the Young Bucks, yeah. Um, I don't see Mox as a tag team wrestler. I see him as a singles guy. No. Um, yeah. So I kind of feel that it should be a singles program. But looking at the roster, no one's really jumping out at me. Because, I mean, they've, they've done him and Archer a number of times. It's always a good match, but... You know, Moxie always wins, apart from that one time where he lost the uh, the US title to Archer. I mean, he's going to win. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to see Archer, because Archer's kind of like a guy who I feel is a little bit underutilised. Uh, he's someone that could be bigger than he actually is. Um, so, I don't know, there's quite a few guys like that in, in AEW that, unfortunately, with uh, you know, one of the risks you run with bringing in Danielson and Punk and, and Cole and potentially... Bray Wyatt, who knows, or maybe Kevin Owens when his contract expires. You don't want to forget about the originals that you had. And I don't think they will. I think that, because um, we can come on and talk about Handman Page in a, in a sec too, but speaking of Miro and the, and the TNT title, do you think Sammy Guevara will beat Miro for that title? Do you see him as being the next champion? In a way, yes. But in a way... Maybe not. Maybe Eddie is the guy to beat Miro at like full gear. But I mean, Sammy was my pick before Eddie really started, you know, getting the momentum behind him. My pick would be Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy always comes up short against. I mean, he came up short against Omega in their match. Uh, he came up short against Darby, didn't he, in the TNT title match? So at some point. Jungle Boy has to get a big win, in my opinion. 
and he could be the one to beat Miro because Miro Miro's undefeated, isn't he? Is, is he not? I believe so. I don't think he's lost a match. So him beating uh, him beating Miro, Jungle Boy beating Miro would be would be great. But then again, Sammy, I mean. Sammy's a guy they should be doing more with. I mean, he's kind of like in that Lance Archer category in a way as well. As someone that, you know, him and MJF had that great match. Was it sort of two, three months ago? And obviously MJF went on to face Jericho and Sammy wasn't really on the card, not really doing anything. Um, so I kind of want to see him do more with Sammy. And I like the idea of him because the TNT title, I think, works better when it's on a champion who defends it every week. Like uh, when it was on Cody, when Eddie Kingston made his debut, if you recall that, and, and faced Cody. And then Darby had it, and obviously he, for a long time, wasn't really defending it. And then he had that run of, like, I don't know, four or five weeks. We had great match after great match with Jungle Boy, with John Silver, with uh, even, um, was it 10 from the Dark Order as well, one week? Yeah. Had some really, really good matches. So I want to see Sammy. I love the idea of Sammy defending it week in, week out against a load of great opponents. Maybe even going against his um his best friend one week as well. Why not? That'd be well, a good match. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They could do that. Yeah, so I, I think Sammy's a good choice. But I kind of don't want to see Miro lose about either. I'm kind of a little bit torn on that no. one. You know? I mean, could you maybe push Eddie Kingston against Omega? Yeah, you could. Yeah. I don't see it right now. Maybe him versus Punk is the next big match. What, Eddie versus Punk or Omega versus Punk? No, Moxley, I meant. Oh, Moxley against Punk. Um, yeah, thinking what's next for them two. Eddie maybe, and... I, I see Punk being with Team Taz, at least for the foreseeable future, maybe until Full Gear, when he faces think, Ricky Starks. But, I think um, maybe for... Um, Revolution, or double anything even? Maybe, maybe because I mean another idea that I had. I don't, actually this may have been a little bit influenced by what Dave Meltzer said on a, on a previous show, but the idea of Danielson losing to Omega at Full Gear, and then you build to Omega Punk at Revolution. So Omega beats Danielson at Full Gear, beats Punk at Revolution. And then, double or nothing, loses the title to Hangman Page. Because everyone says, oh, they missed the boat of Hangman. They should have done that match. They should have made him the champion. Well, if Omega's just beat Punk and just beat Danielson, doesn't Hangman Page winning it mean a lot more? Yeah. So, although it's probably months after people would have originally done it, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to wait too long. I think I think it should be Hangman Page as an ex-champion. And maybe waiting till May is, is too long to wait, but they've waited this long. So what's another sort of, you know, seven, eight months going to mean, really, in the, in the long run? I'd say maybe leave it longer. Maybe have Page return. Do it all out. <laughs> yeah, as, as the Joker again in the Casino Battle Royal. And then face Omega all out like it like might happen this year. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I don't think, I don't sense the same panic a lot of people do. That oh no, they should have crowned Hangman by now. They've missed the boat. They've missed their chance. I don't think so. And I think the fact he's not there right now is probably a good thing because if he was yeah. there right now, I mean, they'd be going, oh god, they're waiting far too long to do this. Women were not being there. I mean. You can't miss someone that's not there. You can miss them if they won't go away, if that makes any sense. So the fact he's not there every week, I think it's probably a good thing. Uh, I don't know when he does return and how you build him up again. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that... Um, do you still see him as the next champion? Yeah. I think if, if Omega's the champion, Hangman Page would be the guy to beat him. That's kind of always been my... That's always Especially kind of... Sorry, go on. Sorry, say again? Especially after the tag stuff with him yeah. and Omega, and then the whole stuff on BTE being like, basically kicked from the group, 
you know, all the all the shit talking behind his back sort of thing. It really means a lot more having Hangman Page beat Kenny Omega, I suppose it would Brian Anderson, even Adam Cole, Punk, because there's there's way more history between Hangman and Omega since AW started. Like, get, don't get me wrong, Punk and Brian would be great champions, but to beat Omega, it, it needs to be Adam Page. Yeah, I've kind of always felt that it'll go Omega to Page, and I've kind of felt it should go from Page to MJF. MJF should be the next champion after that, looking sort of way down the way down the road. That uh, is that, the be- biggest heat magnet for MJF is the beat Page. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. And I, I think that um, then also um, you're, you're making two you know, original AEW guys and you're not putting it on an ex-WWE guy because that's what TNA would have done. That's, that's the mistake TNA made was bringing in all these guys and then making them the champion and forgetting about your original guys. I mean, AJ Styles, AJ Styles for a long time was the face of TNA. And he did, he did, he did okay for himself, but there was always kind of someone, whether it was Kurt Angle or it was Sting or it was, you know, when they brought Booker T in or Mick Foley, there was always someone that kind of, you know, they they, they sort of pushed, and AJ wasn't the front and center guy anymore. So yeah, they definitely don't want to make that same mistake in AEW. I don't think they will either. You know, and I, I, I think um, they're still some guys out there I would love to see come into AEW. I, I don't think they are full, for lack of a better term. I, I don't think they've sort of... Um, what's the word? They haven't sort of uh, filled filled their quota of ex-WWE guys because who 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 wouldn't want to see Kevin Owens, for example? You know, when Kevin Owens' contract expires in January, would you be annoyed if he came to AEW? Would you be like, oh no, not Kevin Owens. Don't want, don't want another former WWE guy. Or would you be going, oh yeah, it's Kevin Owens. Great. Oh, actually, it'd be Kevin Steve, wouldn't it? Kevin Steve. Yeah, because his his um history with the Super Click and being Matt Rushmore of PWG. If, it, if, if there's history behind it, I'd be way more interested. And, and the bonus is, most WWE guys now were from the indies anyway. Yeah, so absolutely. Gonna... They, 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 most of them have got history with the guys that are there, and they're friends with the, the guys that are there. Was Punk, but luckily he had Jericho and Moxley. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting because I mean, with Punk, I mean, even still, there are guys there that were on the indies when Punk was on the indies. Because I mean, Eddie Kingston. You forget how long Eddie Kingston's been around for. I think he's he sort of made his debut in what two thousand two. So he was actually on the indies when Punk was on the indies. You, you sort of forget yeah. how long Eddie's been around for. But yeah, I, I think um, it has to make sense. I mean, if they brought in, for example, Braun Strowman. I, I, mm-hmm. Nothing against Braun Strowman, but what's he really bring to AEW? Apart from one match with Lance Archer, that'd be the only sort of interesting thing there. I just don't see it. And, and you know, as much as I love Murphy, or I think Murphy's a great talent, I think he'd be a better fit for Impact. I don't, think, I don't necessarily think he needs to come to AEW. But someone like Bray Wyatt, I mean, how do you feel about Bray Wyatt? Would you like to see Bray Wyatt in AEW? Uh, maybe more as a because they've kind of already got a cult sort of guy with Malachi Black he's not the best wrestler to be fair to him he's more of a like a persona like the Undertaker than Malachi Black he's more more of a character but a wrestler and I mean it'd be interesting because obviously Bray Wyatt is a genius. I mean, look at the fiend, but then look how it was ruined. Um, yeah, Bray Wyatt. Do... Sorry, go on. Like, because he also has history of broken Matt Hardy. Well, woken. Um, <laughs> there's always going to be potential if Hardy goes back to being broken for something to happen with Bray. Yeah, what you say but... about Bray Wyatt being better when he has control over his character, he's going to have that in AEW. 
And I think if if, yeah. you, if you leave him to his own devices, I think he could be really good. And all, they've been they've sort of been teasing dissension within the Dark Order. Um, you need you almost sort of need a new leader to come in. I know that technically sort of negative one is the leader, but imagine if you brought in Bray Wyatt as a new leader of the of the Dark Order, could that be a potential idea going forward? Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be like. The exotic one. He could be like, oh, the twisted one, something like that. That sort of like vibe, as opposed to, you know, Brody was more sort of like a god figure how he debuted and like the all white. That that sort of character being a leader, but also from the dark side, and make the dark water like almost heels in a way. That could be an idea. Yeah, you sort of, you sort of hear the name Dark Order, and you sort of think of this sort of menacing hill faction, which they really aren't. They're they're more of a comedy, they're more of a comedy yeah. group, really. But I mean, if, if they put Bray Wyatt as the leader, um, if you do, that gives them like a dark a sort of twist, definitely. Yeah, if you do a leader, it's got to be far enough away from Brody Lee, so then no one thinks like that's sort of what they're going for because of how you know good he was. He needs his own completely different. And that would be definitely, you know, different. But it's hard because he wouldn't be a guy to put against Omega for the title. He'd be more of a, you know, a cult guy. Which is a different character, like, you know, the Brooklyn and Hardy stuff. Yeah, but I would definitely see him more than Braun, in a way. Because he has more to offer in a character sense. Whereas Braun's sort of, you know, just a bit, he's a, he's a big guy, really. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I mean, Braun, I thought Braun got pretty good. You know, around sort of, I don't know when, I'm trying to think what the time frame would have been, sort of 2016, 2017, maybe around that sort of time. Because I thought left him, and Roman, him and Roman had a really good feud. Um, and yeah. I kind of felt they missed a trick by not having him win the belt in Saudi Arabia when he faced Brock. You know, I know that they had Brock do what four or five F fives to protect Braun Strowman, but why not just have him win the title? That would that would have been a much better idea. And when they finally did put the belt on him, it was too late really because they hadn't no, really done a lot. He, I mean, he he just lost the IC title in that. Was it like a handicap match with? Was it Sammy? Who was in that match? I think Sammy won the belt, didn't he? But he he had partners. Was it Cesaro Nakamura? Yeah. Like a three-on-one. Yeah. yeah, I think that rings a bell. Yeah, and so he lost that that match. And then they, he wasn't even going to be on the WrestleMania card. No, and the only reason was... The Roman, only reason was that Roman, Roman yeah. decided to go home. So they brought him in to beat Goldberg. And then he had that absolutely awful feud with um, Bray Wyatt. Uh, but even, even before that, he was working with um, Miz and Morrison for the title. So, yeah, I mean, he, he hardly was done any favours during that, that reign as champion. But, yeah, I think by the time he got it, he lost an awful lot of... Um, what's the word? He, you know, he, he lost a lot of momentum by that point, And he wasn't as over... I mean, there was, there was no fans there anyway, but he wasn't as over as he was, say, two or you know two years prior to that. Um that's the problem with WWE. I mean, they, they don't f- sort of follow through and, and strike when the iron's hot and, and really get behind someone. They sort of wait too long. Um, and there's so many examples of that where a guy gets over and instead of sort of running with it, they stick to what they know. So they're, they're all that. Yeah, we, we could put the belt on Strowman, but you know, Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. So let's, let's keep it on him. Let's put it on Brock, you know, or, Randy Orton. Let's give him. A, let's give him another title reign. They sort of rely on the same people over and over and over again, rather than sort of pushing someone new. The only sort of guy I can think of who kind of has been pushed in the last, well, actually a couple of guys, uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. But even with those guys, I mean, they, these are guys they had years ago. I mean, they're not new guys. You know, and even Big E, who they're going with now, he's been there a while as well. So. Yeah, when was the last time somebody sort of came into WWE, really got over, and they went all the way with them? Can you think of anyone? Hey. Sorry, who? AJ Styles. 
Yeah, but oh, I, I, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't immediate in the same sense as. I kind, of, I kind of look at AJ the same way as Drew and, and um, Bobby Lashley, even though AJ wasn't there before. Obviously, he had a long oh, yeah. career prior was... to that. I, I mean someone who was young, up-and-coming. You'd have to go back to like Randy Orton back in like 2004, I think. Unless I'm forgetting no someone obvious. Um, NXT guys, have they done well? Because most of them... No, I mean, no, even, no, even no, like Brian, Valor... No. Even, you know, even Balor, who, I mean, they they brought him up and he won the belt, you know, pretty much straight away. Uh, and then unfortunately, he got hurt in that match with Seth. But even Balor was like what mid thirties by the time he came in and got the belt. So I'm thinking of a guy who was in their early twenties. Say for example, say for example, if AEW does eventually pull the trigger. Again, no pun intended. It's the Elite Trigger podcast on uh, Adam Page and have him win the belt. Adam Page is what thirty. Mm. MJF is like twenty-five. By the time he gets about maybe twenty-six, twenty-seven. When was the last time someone of that age was the champion in in uh, WWE? You have to go back it a long way. All, it probably was Orton. It probably was Orton. I, I don't know how old Cena was when he won it. He wasn't. He was quite young, I guess, as well. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, it's hard to see where the young... I mean, they're, they're trying with NXT now, I guess. They're trying to, you know, get some young... Because they obviously realise that... Hang on a minute, we've got no young guys. Because, I mean, if you look at the Royal Rumble this year, there was only two guys under 30 in the whole thing, and that was Otis and... Um, I think it was uh, Dominic Mysterio. So... Yeah, I don't know. We're kind of going off on a tangent there. But yeah, I, I think that... Um, I can't remember what the original point was now. Oh yeah, Bray Wyatt coming in. Yeah, I think Bray Wyatt would be an interesting choice. Um, but uh, I don't necessarily think he'll be much of a... He won't sort of move the needle the, the way that definitely CM Punk has done and that Brian Danielson has done. Who do you think the next guy they could bring in who could do that? I mean, I, I think... If they, if they get Kevin Steen, it, it would be a good acquisition, but he's not going to move the needle the way that Punk and Danielson have. So who's, is there anyone out there they could get that you think could take them to the next level? No, the, the biggest guy that, that they could have got, they have got in CM, CM Punk. Punk. Yeah, There's I mean, only three names. If they, if they had got Lesnar... That would have been a big. Yeah. That would have been a big one. Uh, but Dave Batista, I mean, no, he's a, he's a no. big Hollywood star, but now, but I, I don't think he would necessarily mean anything. Um, I'm thinking AJ Styles and Prince Debert for the Balor Club thing. Yeah, but again, Bullet, I, I would put I would put AJ yeah. and Balor in the same category as Kevin Steen. I don't think they would change anything. I, I'm talking you know, guys that really will. Okay. Um, I don't see Maybe, yeah. I mean, Will Ospreay. I kind of look at Will Ospreay the same way as Kenny Omega in that he's never really had a big platform in America. You know, obviously he's known for his great matches in Japan. Um, and so yeah, he hasn't really had a big platform in North America. And if he's going to have one, AEW would be the way to go, and he would fit right in with the guys they've got, wouldn't he? He would be a great acquisition for uh, yeah. for AEW, but I I kind of feel that maybe they don't, they don't really need anybody else at this point. I I kind there, of feel that one, there's no one currently of the same name value as CM Punk that's possible for them to get that would move as much as he's moved. Yeah, if you look at the merchandise sales, and if you look at the pay per view buys for All Out, and even the ratings for Rampage. I mean, they didn't even say that he was going to be on the show. You know, they did. They pretty much did everything but tell you that he was going to be there. But um, yeah, I mean, his because I mean, the Roman Reigns quote um, was really bad timing. I, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the Roman Reigns quote where he said that Punk was never a sort of what was the quote? Something like Punk never was a game changer or never moved the needle kind of thing. Oh wow! And then since then, Rampage was the biggest, like had the biggest rating, like you know, target, like viewing thing. And then 
Or that was the second biggest. So, I mean, if he sold out 10,000 seats on the rumour of him being there, that, that's, that's pretty game-changing. <laughs> Yeah, I think the I think the AEW ratings have been absolutely fantastic. When you think that um, I think TNT would have been happy with like sixty six hundred thousand viewers on a Wednesday night, and you're getting that and more on Friday night in a in a pretty bad time slot. I mean, ten p.m. on a Friday night is not a great slot for a wrestling show. It's even worse mm. for international viewers because if you want to watch Rampage live this Friday, it's three till five a.m. So yeah, I, no I, I can just about do dynamite. I can just about do dynamite tonight from one till three, but rampage on Friday from three till five. Nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think people were expecting AEW to do as well as they have in such a short period of time. And it's kind of, inter- kind of interesting because sort of pre-pandemic... Uh, Vince's mentality was to get all these guys signed up, you know, to bigger contracts. If you look at like um, the uh, Good Brothers, for example, get them signed to a really good deal. So make sure they stay. But then as soon as the pandemic hits, they were they were two of the first guys to get to get cold kind of thing. And um, yeah, he, he sort of Danielson. He didn't let Danielson go because his contract expired. But he let Black go. He let Andrade go. He let all the, We haven't even talked about Andrade, but he's another one that could be a big star for AEW, couldn't he? I mean, what are your thoughts on Andrade? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still pretty lackluster. I mean, you talk about Miro's debut, look at Andrade's. Um, and he's probably lost his um, his mouthpiece. Because uh, it, it looked like Ric Flair was going to be brought in, I don't know if he will oh, now no. after all this controversy. No. But we don't, we don't we don't really want to go too much into that. But yeah, I, I think no. that um, yeah, I kind of like Shavo in that role. But I think I heard that Shavo was removed because he has a big role in that Young Rock show. He's like one of the producers or something for that show. I think I was reading the other oh. day. So that's no why. Idea. Have you not heard of Young Rock? It's a, it's a show about the Rock's early years. Oh, Christ. But, um, no, I, I think that... Um, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so I, I think Andrade was probably going to be put with Ric Flair, but I, I don't think that's going to happen now. Uh, but at least he's no. away from Vicky. I thought Vicky was a really bad fit. Um, I didn't really work at all, did it? No. Um, I guess if, if Kingston or Sammy wins the TNT, like, TNT title... Andrade would be a good, you know, for that challenger. But then I guess you can also have him wait until Hangman wins. And if they, oh, I, I don't know. It's there's so many guys. The roster's stacked, isn't it? Let's be it honest. Is. It is. It's is, it's really stacked, and um, there's a lot of guys. You know, come. There's going to come a point where someone will make the jump from AEW to WWE. And it's probably going to be a guy that's frustrated with his with his push. And as much as everyone loves AEW and happy right now and, and Tony Khan can do no wrong, there is going to be guys that aren't satisfied with where they are. And maybe looking to see if maybe the grass is greener on the other side and looking to make that jump. And I don't know who that guy will be, but there's bound to be someone that does that eventually so um yeah i mean it's uh it'll be interesting to say the least but um that's going to pretty much do it for this uh this first show obviously um like i say dynamite is tonight we've got rampage on friday so we'll get back together again maybe at the weekend at some point and we'll we'll uh, recap um all the show when do you think you're going to get a chance to watch both of these shows by the way uh probably the days after like tomorrow and probably Saturday. Right, so maybe Sunday. Maybe Sunday. We kind of are doing this podcast when we get a chance. It's not really... I don't think we have like a set day when we do it. So uh, we'll no. shoot for Sunday. We'll shoot for Sunday. And um, yeah. we can recap the whole, the whole thing. Um, so yeah. Um, so obviously I asked you which match you're most looking forward to. So Daniel Omega uh, would be the answer for that one. 
Um, in terms of Friday night, though, which which of those matches are you most looking forward to on the on the other card? Probably the lights out match. Yeah. 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 They're not my kind of matches, I must admit. I, I, I'm probably more looking forward to Punk and Hobbs, if I'm honest. But, yeah, um... but anyway, that's going to do it for us. So uh, for Stuart, I'm David signing off. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Elite Trigger podcast. And we'll be back after AEW Grand Slam to uh, dissect the whole thing and give us... Uh, give you our opinions on both nights. Thank you for listening.